to Music Raygun. I'm Paul Ciampanelli. I am Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a musical topic and we watch a bunch of YouTube clips about that topic. And if you go to musicraygun.com slash playlists, you'll find a playlist of all the clips we watch so you can see everything we're talking about. Right, Kirk? Indeed. Kirk? Yes. It's the first, it's not the first episode of the year. It, but it's our first recording of the year. Yes. A little inside baseball. We record <laughs> these ahead of time. And like, if you didn't know, guys. Right. So our New Year's episode was recorded in December. Yes. Now we're really in 2018. Yes. It's very exciting. And it's great. Um, we mentioned uh, at the, at, at, on our last episode we want to do this audience grab bag thing. So I want to bring it up again. Yes, please. Uh if we do every – once in a while, we do grab bag episodes, which are episodes with no theme, just mm-hmm. a random assortment of clips that you and I pick that we want to watch and talk about. Correct. So we want our audience to start submitting clips to do an audience-curated grab bag episode. Yeah, fun. Yeah. So if you're listening and you want to participate in the show and tell us what to do, you can do that. Email us at musicraygun.com. I mean musicraygun at gmail.com. But there's a catch. In order to get the opportunity to have your chosen clip on the show, you have to write a review for us. A five-star review. Five-star Don't review. Don't write a one-star yeah. negative review Don't and expect a treat. Write us a, a five-star review on yeah. Apple Podcasts. Then email us and tell us that you did it. Tell us what you know your handle is on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. If you do that and give us a YouTube clip, a music-related YouTube Please, clip. Please, yes. Uh, then we'll watch your clip on the show. Yeah, and we'll and talk about it. Drop you. And we'll yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. And the five-star review can just be like, awesome show. Great work, guys. Right. That's all. And then with more five-star reviews, more people will find the show, listen to the show. Then we'll hear us talk about you. Yeah. And you'll get famous. So it's really a win-win for you, <laughs> not us. We're doing it for you, not us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, two wins, both of them for the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, not us. <laughs> no. All right. So I just wanted to mention that again. Uh, we still want to do that. So, oh, and also, like we mentioned in the last episode, if you have already written us a review, this is a retroactive offer. So just email us and tell us yeah. which review is yours, and pick just your send clip. us what you like. Yes, uh, I tried to say that very quickly because I have a few corrections and clarifications All to right. get to. Ooh. All of them mine. You <laughs> tell me that you're blameless. I'm sure you said some <laughs> no, I, incorrect I just stuff. I just don't check myself. I assume that no, I'm right. right. Well, you don't have as much self-loathing as <laughs> I do. So I listen, I listen back to these episodes and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. Uh, or I just get curious <laughs> and I read more about things I said. And I was like, well, that thing I read was wrong. I listen to this and go, God, we sound great. <laughs> We're awesome. Uh, one of the things I heard when I listened back that turned out to be completely wrong was about New Kids on the Block. Oh, really? I had said that Maurice Starr wrote their first couple albums. Yeah. And then all the songs on Step by Step Which, were written by the New Kids themselves. Yeah. I don't know how I got that in my head. It's not true at all. I think there's a, they sucked so bad. <laughs> Somewhere along the way, that piece of information yeah. materialized out of thin air mm-hmm. in my brain. Maurice Starr wrote the songs on that album, too. I don't know why I thought that. Wow. But it turns out it's untrue. He was slacking on that, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Another small mistake we made. We made. <laughs> we made because we both made the same mistake. My, my bad. We both referred to a new Kids on the Block song called The Right Stuff. There is no such thing as a song called The Right Stuff. Is it, what's it called? The song is called You Got It. And then in parentheses, oh. The Right Stuff. 
That makes me like the song less. Because it's called You Got It? With the parentheses. Which nobody calls yeah, it. Yeah, no, no one calls no one cool calls <laughs> it that ball. All the cool kids call it the right stuff. I feel like song titles with parenthetical titles is a thing that's fallen by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. But I, I always like it. I like it and uh I still uh I still like the right stuff and I'm still gonna call it the right stuff. Yeah, so am I probably. Yeah. But I just wanted to point out that a little bit. Fair enough, fair enough. Um this is a, sort of a clarification. In our last episode, the episode about Michael Jackson's bad, mm-hmm. we watched that little making of clip. Yes. And we, I sort of flippantly was like, I don't know what this is from. It's just a thing I found on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I really should have done a modicum of research to figure <laughs> out what it was we from. We don't do that here. It's actually from Spike Lee's documentary, feature-length documentary about the album Bad that oh. came out five years ago for the 25th anniversary. I vaguely remember that that happened and never saw it. Okay. Right. So the documentary examines, like, every track on the album. It's about the whole album. Oh, wow. So we just watched the segment of that of Spike Lee's documentary that dealt with the music video. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. We might have mentioned it, but we're just like, I don't even know what this is from. This is some fucking thing. Yeah. Who knows? It's just a Spike Lee movie. We don't know. Who's that guy? Hmm. So that's all I've got. Okay, that's not bad. Let's dive into our new topic. Yes. Which we've done an episode before about cities. Yep. Specifically our hometowns. Yep. Cleveland and Rhode Island. Yep. Now we're doing another episode about a city. That's right. Our current home. Yeah, that's right. People don't know we record this in... Los Angeles. Right. Yeah. We're Los Angeles. Yep. So... Uh, as we typically do, I picked five clips. Mm-hmm. You picked five clips. Your five clips are all of a genre. Are very Kirk. For, for the most part. Yes, yeah. they're very Kirk. Yeah. Mine are very Paul. Therefore, this episode is going to be insanely <laughs> schizophrenic. <laughs> Which is we're going to alternate your picks and my picks. Oh, good. Good, good. So it's going to go from your thing to my thing and then like that. But that fits because uh, L.A. is a schizophrenic place. It's, yeah. That's it's nuts. That's this true. place is batshit crazy. Yeah. So um, it didn't make sense. Yes. It's just like a little background. Like how I've been here obviously much longer than you've been here. I've been, been here almost seven years. Oh, my God. I've yeah. been here – I don't even tell people this, but yeah. I've been here 20. I was going to say, probably about 20, right? I moved yeah. here. I moved here very late 96. Yeah. Uh, but then left to go to Hong Kong for a couple weeks and came back. So I always say 97. So uh, we were about the same age when we moved here. Though. I was 26. And I was 28. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's um, a, like I feel like that's right around when people move. They either move when they're like 19 or like mid to late twenties, yeah. Or never move here and be like, oh, I, I should have moved to LA and tried to, yeah. I shouldn't have moved here. <laughs> I have a love, <laughs> I have a love hate relationship with LA as long as I've been. So here. does anybody who lives here who yeah. has good taste. Yes, there's things here that are amazing and awesome. Yeah, and there's things that are just absolute garbage. I don't trust people who are like full, full on, one hundred percent into yeah. LA. Yeah, yeah. But I also don't trust people. Who are who just dismiss it out of hand? I don't trust people who dismiss it out of hand and are still here. If you yeah. dismiss it out of hand and you bailed on LA, I get it because yeah. I have a lot of friends in my twenty years here. I have a lot of friends that have moved here and been like, "Fuck this place, mm-hmm. I'm out." And I can understand that. But if you're here and live here and you're all shitty about it, nah, then fuck you. I mean, I have days where I'm like that. Yeah, but you. But I'm also yes. from the East Coast where people are like, 
that about LA and they've never been here. And they exactly. Just hate the idea. And I know that because I used to be one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot to love and a lot to hate in this city. Uh, the other thing I'll say about the clips we're going to watch is what both of our selections have in common is it's sort of off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. We're not doing like LA's greatest hits. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is particularly good because in my opinion, the greatest hits of LA music is some of the shittiest music Yes, Ever. you've talked about like we both. Well, you like them, but I cannot fucking stand the Doors. I liked you them like when them when I was a young, teenager. I can't is, stand them now. Which is funny that because even as when I was a teenager, I was like, oh fuck these guys. Yeah, I never liked them. I was, uh, you know, I thought Jim Morrison was a poet. Okay, <laughs> young Paul going, yeah, Jim Morrison. You're fourteen or fifteen, and you're impressionable enough yeah. to think that he's a good poet. Yeah. It's fine. Too far beyond that age and you still think he's a poet or worse, like a shaman or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Then you're just a straight like old, old, yeah. fucking old hippie. Another band I loved when I was a teenager that I can't stand now is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're now, crazy. we've talked about this. I still don't mind them. I still like them. Um, I can find things to like about yep. them in certain songs. I think Flea is great. I'm Here's my great story, L.A. story. I met Flea Ooh. in... This is so LA. I met him. I must have met him maybe like ninety nine or two thousand. Okay. At a uh, right around California yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, met him at a vegetarian diner on Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood. Now, when you say you met him, did you see him or did you actually talk to him? talk to him? Huh. He. I happened to have. I had a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey on, and Philly's a big basketball fan, and I'm just sitting there with my my girlfriend, who's now my wife. And we're ordering food and waiting for it. And he pops in and he looks at me and he's like, oh, Terrell Brandon. He's a great player. And I was like, Flea yeah. talked to you first? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he'd gotten traded. He's like, yeah, I can't believe they traded him. I was like, yeah, I know. It sucks. But he's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, see ya. And I was like, you're the coolest guy ever. If I saw Flea, I would be way too intimidated to say hi, even though I know almost 100%. And now with your story, I know it even more. That he'd be super cool. Yeah, he would be. I bet you, yeah, he's just like an engaging, yeah, sweet man. Friendly yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, other bands that are, I mean, that are terrible from L.A. Yeah. L.A. is responsible for the whole like hair metal thing in the late 80s. Yes. The oh Sunset boy. Strip scene. I That's hated that pure shit. L.A. Hated that shit when I was in high school. I had so yeah. many friends. And then the opposite side of the coin is all like that AM 70s, like the Eagles and shit. Oh, God. And I know it's such a cliche yeah. now for hipsters to fucking hate on the Eagles. Yeah. Oh, no. But, but, on but they're terrible. They're terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. I watched their documentary, which is great. Yeah. They, oh, I watched all four hours of it. It's fucking great. Yeah. Because they fucking hate each other. And they're, and they're all wrong. Yeah. Except for, like, yeah. the one guy, Don, uh, the one guy in the band that everybody hates who's, like, blameless. Yeah. He's just, like, the one nice guy who, like, wouldn't cheat on his wife. So he's like, eh, fuck you. We yeah. don't want you in the band anymore. He's just <laughs> I like, his name. I just wanted to play with my friends. and play music. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of, like, Big time LA bands to hate on. Yeah. And thankfully, these are none of them. A lot of terrible music has come out of LA. Um, but there's also some good music. It's yeah. not as well known. Yes. Again, not to sound like a pretentious hipster. Yeah. A lot of it is well known. A lot of it's, you know, hip hop. Like, yeah. all the fucking G Funk stuff from oh, the yeah. 90s is all technically LA music. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of that NWA and Ice T and right, right, right. fucking A. But we're not going to cover that either because no. it, it is kind of two greatest hits. Yes, exactly. But um, we'll start with one of your picks. Okay. And 
It's some New Jack Swing, which is a yes. New York sound. Which was odd to me. Yeah. Uh, and we'd had them on before. This is Troop again. Mm-hmm. Who are actually from Pasadena, which but that counts as L.A. Yes. That's why I put them on because I had no idea they were from Pasadena. Mm-hmm. I thought they were a New York band because they sound exactly like New Jack Swing. Right. Um, but they are from Pasadena. For those who don't know, it's a uh, it's a uh, suburb in the valley. Which is does, it count as, does Pasadena count as the valley? I guess maybe. I mean, it's doesn't. LA County, so it's, it's LA, LA County. Yeah, it's twenty uh, minutes away uh, from Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in Pasadena. It's delightful. Pasadena's great. It's delightful. Yeah, a lot of good restaurants. I have friends yes. that live there. Yep. Wonderful place. But it just made me go, oh my god! They like who would ever be like, yeah, from Pasadena? Yeah, I would have expected Troop to be. We've from got Pasadena. this R and B group. So uh, I want to say this again because I love it so much. Yes, we don't have to recap all of Troop. We talked about them in our dance episode yes. just a few episodes ago. Tell, tell the yeah. audience again yeah. what Troop stands for. Troop. It is an acronym. <laughs> the greatest Troop is an acronym that yeah. stands for uh, total total respect. Of other people, <laughs> right? Which is so forced. <laughs> like you get you forced know, acronyms oh, are my favorite. They're the best because you know they're like, hey, we're a bunch of guys who can sing and dance. Let's call ourselves Troop, like a troop, yeah. Sure. And hey, it needs to stand for something. <laughs> yes. Total respect right. of other people, which is really wordy and doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> I know, I know. And like you said last time we talked about them, it's not even clear. Are they getting respect or <laughs> yeah. giving respect? Exactly. Exactly. But this is one of their other songs um, called, which we'll talk about the title, I'm Not Souped. Yeah. The first one, the first time we talked about them, we talked about Spread My Way, so which was their big hit. That was their big hit. This is a single before that. Yes. Um, off the same album. Yeah. Um, and it's a little faster. It's a, You'll hear it to go, oh, wow, this could be New Edition or Bobby Brown. It could mm-hmm. be everybody. Um, it is sort of, a, I don't want to say generic. It's new, a little bit. But it is it is New Jack Swing by the numbers. Yes. Yes. Um, but pretty good. And also, I just, I love the, the word souped. Yes. Which you still hear every once in a while as an alternative for psyched. Wow. But every once in a while, someone will say I'm souped. That's great because I've not heard it since it But came I've out. never heard anyone say I'm not souped. <laughs> I think they're saying I'm not emotional about it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, oh boy, I hate to say this. I'm not tripping on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think it is, at least back in the day. Uh, well, let's watch this video, which I love because it's full of 90s imagery. <laughs> yes, it's nothing but 90s imagery. What year is this, 91? This is 90, 90. Okay, this is 90. Yeah. Right away, they're in a barber shop and they're getting, they're getting um, the, they've the got lines, like the high top fades kind of. Some of them got the Gumby. They yeah. got the, the lines in the, on the side. Right. I don't know. I don't know what you call I don't know what that call is. That style. But right away, they're telling you uh, this is going to be a really nice style. Video. <laughs> yes, oh, exactly. A lot of them have the medallions on, the African medallions. Yeah. He's got troop shaved into the back of his head. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's 1989. This is very late 89 then. It's very late. Like even these are these, I don't know uh, these extras, these actresses. Like one of them's got that look where it's like a, a white t shirt with a black vest Love over it. Great Love look. Love that look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is. It's funny because this part is on the album. This isn't just for the video, right? But I I think these women are just oh, yeah. lip syncing yeah, the exactly. dialogue like yes. that thing. And then one of them kind of looks like 
she could have been the third in Latrim. <laughs> like she's dressed that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when the guys come back, we're going to see a lot of blousy clothing, a yeah. lot of fabric. I'm a fan of blousy clothing. Come on. Come on. Yeah, a lot of More vests over there. Yeah. That, and I, I had my fair share of vests in 89 <laughs> And then the, all the graphic design is very like De La Soul. Very De La Soul. Very like in living color, the TV show. Yeah, did yeah. That really a, a lot. I'm sure there's a word that a graphic artist would know to describe that sort yes. of 90s uh, African style. But yeah. I don't know what it would be. I wouldn't know either. Um, and again, true. A lot of like spirals and yeah, like paint spirals and yeah, day yeah. glowy and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, That's just our ignorance. Okay. Hopefully <laughs> We're someone just listening know. knows what we're Watch the video on musicraven.com. There you go. And you'll see a lot of straight up 90s dancing. Uh, when I, I hadn't watched this or heard this song in a while, even though I had the album, yeah. and I was watching the video going, wow, they bit a lot off of Bobby Brown's Every Little Step. There's a ton of Bobby Brown. Yeah. I, I was watching it uh, earlier, too, and I had the same thing. Like, more than new edition, yeah. it reminds me of Bobby Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He act- like, it sounds a little bit like the Ghostbusters song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. The dancing is from Every Little Step. The dancing from Every Little Step. It's also got that attitude like I'm not super fuck you yeah I got that edgy Bobby Brown attitude but even a even a Bobby Brown copy is pretty good ah, I love it I mean I you know that's the thing about New Jack Swing I, I was like when it came out I was like I'll listen to anything New Jack no matter how bad it is or how hack or basic it is I was like I don't care it's New Jack I'm gonna listen to it yeah I don't know if I'd ever heard this before because I also listen to a lot of New Jack Swing yeah. but I didn't even know what New Jack Swing was at the time. It's just that the radio station you listened to in my house was Kicks 106. And they played <laughs> R&B and hip-hop, and there's a lot of New Jack Swing in the yeah, early 90s. Yeah, that, 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 that became the de facto R&B sound yeah. for a good three or four years. And, uh, you know, Truth was a big part of it. Um, you know, and, well, we can talk about this in another episode, because I can talk about Kenny Riley for decades. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yes. But, like, everything about this, not just the fact that it's, like, New ja- everything about it is New Jack Swing. The sound yeah. of the music, the look of everything, and so nothing about it feels L.A. No. It feels not like it's New York. Yeah, it feels like New York, and it's like they're from Pasadena. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I'm not even sure what comes out of Pasadena. Like, that's been what they're known for. Yeah, I wonder how many other, like, New Jack Swing bands <laughs> came from anywhere yeah. other than New York. And it also fascinates me. It's, it's not like they came out of L.A. and, and co-opted the New Jack Swing. They came out of Pasadena. Right, which is weird. Which is technically part of L.A. and environs, but it's, like, sort of square. Yeah, it's a suburb. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's, it's not a hit part of Los Angeles. No, Island. it's very burby. There's a lot of families there. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, one of my good friends, she grew up in Pasadena. And I think she told me that, like, Pasadena might have the most per capita private schools in California. Really? There's more private schools in Pasadena than anywhere else. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. Just like true being from Pasadena. Yeah. I thought that was fascinating. Oh, uh, they got the painter caps, too. Oh. I like this a lot better than the other clip. Spread my wings? Because of how 100% New Jack Swing yeah. is. With yeah. their clothes and the... Yeah. 
Spread My Wings I like because the dancing of it I like so much more but this is yeah. straight up we're going to do a new Jack club band yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah this is like and even like I, I probably heard it on the radio at the time, but I'm just the sound of it, of yeah. the style, gives me flashbacks. Yeah. Oh, good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I yeah. think, uh, yeah, this was played on the radio. It, was, uh, it wasn't it was a huge hit. It was, a me- I would say, probably a medium R&B hit. Okay. Uh, not as big as Spread My Wings or some of their ballads and stuff. All right. Well, let's take a hard left turn to okay. my territory. Yeah. This next thing is Pretty L.A. This is a band called The Little Girls. I've never heard of them. Pretty obscure, which is a problem when you're trying to Google for information and you're searching for the little yeah. girls. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that, Paul. So I'm just oh. like, I'm like making sure I'm Googling like the little girls LA band. <laughs> Music. Like, yeah, that's right. Oh. Um, so they were never a big hit. Um, but in LA, they were where they're from. I've never heard of them. They had a couple. Of, this is like '82, '83, oh, okay. something like that. They had a couple of songs that were big on K Rock, which okay. is the rock station yep. in LA. Uh, one of them's called uh, "How to Pick Up Girls," which is a song about. There was a book in the '70s called "How to Pick Up Girls." It was like the game <laughs> for baby boomers, oh, right? Yeah. So that song is about like making fun of that book. Okay. Oh, cool. It's actually I prefer that song, so I recommend anybody look mm-hmm. it up. But the reason uh, we're going to watch their this other thing is it was a bigger hit for them, and it's very much about LA because it's called the Earthquake Song, and all it's right. about and it's about how an earthquake could hit at any time in LA, and Which we could all die. Is very true, right? Um, but uh, there are a couple of sisters, Karen and Michelle Mazo, and they look very much alike, although they're not identical twins, and they're sort of novelty. It, they remind me a lot of like the waitresses in their style. Oh, that new wave kind I love of thing. that. Okay, yeah. that's that's exciting to me. So this is like a live performance of of the earthquake song from I don't know what, but it's real cute. And how did you discover them? I don't know. Just, I'm just kind of aware of. Them. I don't remember. <laughs> oh my god, they're dancing too. together. That is so adorable. Yeah, and they would do that sort of arm yes. Oh, this is so waitresses. Yeah. Even the go-go's a little bit, the other elegant. They sound really familiar to me, but I'm wondering if that's because I know that sound. Yeah, it's that sound. Yeah. Oh, this is very novelty, but it's great. Oh my gosh. I mean, I love it. To me, this is such an LA attitude of just fun in the face of anything, yes. even the biggest disaster. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it reminds me of uh, a C. Martin's LA story. Yes. Where they're having, there's an earthquake happening at the restaurant, and they're like, what? what how, how hard yeah, is it? Yeah, they barely registered. They're like, oh, it's like a 4.3. Yeah. That's LA. Yeah. The d- indifference to the earth moving. Mm-hmm. That and everyone going. We're due for a bigger <laughs> Every year someone's like, we are fucking due for Yeah, it'll pop up story. in headlines every once in a while and just terrify me yeah. every day. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think it, at those times when we get to listen to this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they can sing, too. Yeah. This is so 80s. And there are lyrics in it like, you know, we could die, but who cares? Or like... 
don't blame me. It's not my fault. <laughs> this I, this is great too because it is very that is a very LA vibe. It's also that very eighty vibe of like we're detached a bit from it. And, you know, we could all die, and who cares? Yeah, it's not even a we could die. So let's just suck the marrow out of life. It's like. But it is it is unusually ironic and self-aware for Ellen. <laughs> it's true. Which it Instead is lacking. Instead of just being vapid about it. Yes. It's just sort of winking. And what was the other song that you liked better? How to Pick Up Girls. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the band back in Oh, that was great. Yeah. That was, oh, and they bowed. They all bowed at the end. That was great. Yeah. They're just super cute. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm surprised that you chose this next thing because yeah. I wouldn't have guessed you like this band. I love this band. Really? Love this. I know it's weird. I love this band. You'd think I'd be more into this band than I am. I know. And I thought I, when I put it, I was like, I'm going to send this to Paul, but I'm wondering if he's going to throw something from them. But I'll just throw it in anyway. I don't like them that much uh, because I never like the I'm not going to say never like, but I typically don't like the combination of rap and rock. Okay. Especially when that was a big thing in the late 90s. Yeah, when it was all like Limp Bizkit and all Ugh, that shit. Yeah. yeah. But of that shit, yes. Rage Against the Machine is the good shit. <laughs> like, I don't think they're bad. It's not really my taste. Yeah. But they don't make me sick like Limp Bizkit and yeah. corn and shit. Oh, God, fucking corn. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I acknowledge that Rage Against the Machine is... Pretty awesome. And there are songs by them that I like a lot. Yeah. They were just never really my thing. Uh, my older brother was into them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those things every now and then, and we should do a show about this, of like there's music where you're like, I can't believe I like this. I, <laughs> this is really odd. It's not really a thing that I like yeah. normally, but I really, like, when they came out, I really embraced them. Part of it's because they're really funky. Yeah, they're really fucking funky. They and they're really good musicians. Yeah, especially Tom Morello. Yeah, he's a super cool dude. Yeah, I heard he's really cool. Yeah, uh, I think the rhythm section's amazing. Yeah, I think they're funky as fuck. Um, and I put them in that column of like Springsteen, where it's like bands I respect without liking. I can see that. Yeah, like I guess some just, of those. It's not, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. But I acknowledge that you're awesome. Yeah, I yeah. I'm like that. Yeah. I'm like that with the Beatles. Sure. We're going to have to talk about that. We'll deal with that someday. We'll tackle that issue another day. <laughs> I always will say in my brother's defense, because I've said before that he has shitty taste. Yep. He does. This was always one of the bands he was into where I was like, all right, that's a bright spot on your Oh, good. Okay, so there's some there. Yeah. Uh, but this is one of their bigger hits. Uh, was, is this from Evil Empire or Battle of Los Angeles? Uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Okay. Um, the thing I always think of with Rage Against the Machine is Evil Empire came out at the end of my eighth grade year. So like 90, 96. Okay, six, yeah. And we went, like a lot of eighth graders do, on a class trip to Washington, D.C. Yeah. And while we were in D.C., there were Evil Empire posters really? everywhere on like uh, phone poles and, oh, and, that's cool. and walls and things. And I just remember the Evil Empire posters around D.C. when I was there in eighth that's- grade. Great. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. That's a cool, you know, uh, marketing. It's a cool place for that marketing yeah, campaign. Exactly. To, well done. Well, to well, uh, well meet your 13 year old eyes. <laughs> Dude, oh like, I got the fucking message. You're like, I get it now. <laughs> I fucking get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this is Gorilla Radio. Yes. Which uh, I'm vaguely aware of. I don't know the video at all, so set this up. The video is pretty cool. Yeah. The video is cool because there's a lot of crane in it that almost looks like a drone if it was being filmed these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, 
it's almost like their take on uh, what a sweatshop would be like. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, let's just play. Why, why did you pick the, Did you pick this because it's the song you like or the video I, you like? I or? picked it because it's the song I like. Uh, I, there's other songs by them that I like that I couldn't find. Um, they have a cover album called Renegades, mm-hmm. which is amazing. How amazing they make me like a Bob Dylan song. <laughs> they do a oh, cover of Maggie's do? Farm. I think I've heard that. Which yeah. I, drives me batty. I love it so much. And they do <laughs> they do a Rolling Stones cover. They do a cover of Cypress Hill. They do a cover of Eric B and Rakim. Yeah. Um, they so and they're amazing. They're amazing songs, but there were no videos for them. Oh. And so I was like, oh, Gorilla Radio is a song that I really like a lot. Uh, and I still listen to it to this day, so that's why I put it on. I may have seen this yeah. when I was in high school, but it doesn't seem familiar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's like a sweatshop happening, and then it gets all political. And then wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It gets political? Yeah. Paul, did you not know? Rage Against the Rage Machine? Rage Against the they're kind of political. Wait a minute. Paul. Is this video going to have a message? <laughs> I don't want to hear it then. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> but I will say, they're badass enough where even though their stuff is very messagey, yes. it doesn't make you roll your eyes. No, it doesn't. It's, it's like, I better pay a fucking attention. Yes, it's yeah. pay attention, and you know what? They fucking rock. Yes. Uh, such a good song. Listening to it with you, yeah. I go... Wow, I can't believe I like Rage Against the Machine. Because, <laughs> like, I listen to them a lot, like, I'll jog to it or, or work out to it. They're yeah. great, so the voice, too. Uh, but now I listen to I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty hard. Yeah, they're pretty hard. And this is not suddenly, but. <laughs> it would be a new John Clifford. No, it's a little different. But, uh, so yeah, I think the video is. There was the sweatshop in the beginning, and then there's a real white, rich couple, young couple, that clothes shopping. shopping, and it's those clothes that were made by the sweatshop. I don't know. I don't, they're real, like, late 90s. Oh, yeah, that guy's a, that guy yeah. really got I a I can't believe right he now. doesn't have frosted tips. Yes. But he is, like, that kind of a guy. Yes, exactly. Which hey, we all were. Well, I I don't listen, know. You might have you might have aged out well, of the frosted tips. I had frosted tips. Did you? I'm not yeah. gonna fucking lie. Uh, for a good year or two, my <laughs> wife was like, "You should like do like a frosted tip." And I was like, "I should," and I did. You're still in your twenties. And now I get, and now she makes fun of me. No, Paul, I think I was like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I only had frosted tips by default because I bleached my hair entirely one semester in college. Oh my terrible. god! But then as it grew out, it became frosted. And then they're like, "Oh, you look cool." Yeah. yeah. Not long yeah. after, I shaved it all off. <laughs> it's said, "Fuck it all." Um, yeah. So it's a typical rage against the machine, commercialism, and big business. Uh, hey, anti-commercialism is always a good message. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a good message. Yeah. Now, I remember... I think I know I'm going to say his name wrong. Zach, Zach LaRocha? LaRocha. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think LaRocha. I've always those, assumed it's LaRocha. Yeah. Uh, like, he left, and then they formed Audio Slave, which I hated. With um, Chris Cornell. Yeah, no yeah. thank you. Which was like... No thank you. 
I was like, no, that's straight. That's too rock. I'm fine with Soundgarden, and I'm fine with Rage. Put but together. Put them together. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. It wasn't death. So like, even like, did they ever get back together? What is the status of Rage Against the Machine I today? Thought, what I heard, what I, I could have sworn that maybe three or four years ago, maybe five, they got together. Didn't record an album, but did like shows. Did like shows. Yeah, I vaguely remember the same. Thing. I was up late one night, and I don't even know which stage I was watching, but there was a, there was like a concert slash interview with Rage Against the Machine. And it wasn't with Zach. It was all the three other members and Cypress Hill and Chucky. Like, they all toured the world yeah. and with that kind of okay. And it was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I think you could replace Zach with Chuck D yeah, and no. call it Rage Against the Machine and everybody would be like, it's still, I'm okay with this. They're like, no, it still fits. <laughs> it still fucking works. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that was that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like, I wouldn't listen to it while I'm driving or anything. But, but you I'm, mad, I'm not mad at it. That's good. Uh, my next band is Super LA. We talked before, way back in our second episode, when we did early MTV music videos mm-hmm. about the Paisley Underground, because we looked at a Bangles video yes. from before they were big. Yes. Which was a real, like, 60s jangly pop, power yeah. pop kind of song. Yeah. And I talked about the Paisley Underground scene which was an, a very tight-knit L.A. scene from the early 80s, just like four or five bands or so mm-hmm. who are considered part of that movement. Uh, we're going to look at a video by the Pandoras. Never heard. Who I think technically are not considered Paisley Underground because they came a year or two later, but they're like Paisley Underground associated. Huh. And they are very 60s, and they're, you can draw some lines between them and the Bangles, but I would describe it this way. If the Bangles are the Beatles... The Pandoras are the Stones. They're a little bit edgier. They're a little bit cooler. I get what you're saying. Which you'll see. Yeah. So this is a clip from a show called L.A. In, which is clearly like, was like a public access show in the mid 80s in L.A. I just from the clip we're about to watch is where I'm making that assumption. Mm. I can find no information about L.A. In on by Googling it. Yeah. Uh, but they did a whole set of songs. We're going to uh, watch them do their song, Hot Generation. Cool. Which is very 60s, but a little bit more rocking than the Bangles. A little bit edgier? I think you'll like this. Okay. Because they're just so cool. Yeah. And the way they're dressed is like totally like 60s. Oh, cool. Um, but they're not they're not as poppy. Oh wow! Is this the intro? This is like the, the intro to the show. That's cool. This is very cable accessy. Yeah. We're in 1985. So the title "LA in exclamation point" is odd. Yeah. And this nerd host will introduce the band. He's wearing sunglasses with "LA in" drawn on them, like white. God. Which is kind of cool. Wow. Hey, welcome to LA in. Tonight, we invite you to take a trip with us back to the psychedelic 60s with the Pandoras. Oh, this is definitely public out. Oh, yeah. They are definitely in the edgier bangles mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, honestly... Oh, wait, is that a guy? Yeah. If you told me this was an early incantation of the bangles, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. But that's this band is even though they only existed for like seven years, there were a lot of lineup changes. Yeah, it's really Paula Pierce and whichever girl she has in her band. 
And that's that's, that's her. She's the lead singer. She writes all the songs. It's her band. Wow. She's fucking awesome. And very sadly, she died in 1991 when she was 30 of a fucking aneurysm. Just dropped dead. That's awful. Yeah. Well, the band is the only ones that really made it out big with this time period. They were the only ones who made it big, I'd say. The Pandora's, I think, popped a little more than other Paisley Underground bands. Yeah. Uh, They played Arsenio very early on in its run. Which is... Fascinating. And by then, they had done the same thing the Bengals did, where if you watch them on Arsenio, they've got, like, the big hair, and it's sort of more of a hair metal vibe, and they've yeah. got, like, got the tight it. dresses, and the, you know, uh, they got away from their 60s thing. Yeah, you it became more commercial. Heels of the masses for Arsenio. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fascinated by her guitar. Uh, yeah, it's not a Rickenbacker, but it's, it's, great it's like a guitar that the birds would use. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. They look, they all look awesome. They all look really awesome. You see awesome. what I mean about the comparison where Bangles to Beatles, yes. these guys to the Stones? The Bangles were a little, remembering that video back oh, an episode two, the Bangles were a little sweeter, yeah. poppier. Yeah, this is a little more garage band. Yeah, this yeah. is real garage which is wild. Which is so fascinating because they're wearing like dresses. And I know, and it's perfect, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right in my wheelhouse. Yes, perfect for Paul. She's got like that blonde hair and it's yeah. sort of an, I don't know what you call that, like top knot look. Yeah, but. she's just killing it. Yeah. Oh, that was a fascinating time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. That they kick ass. Yeah. Uh, let's listen to some hip hop. Let's do it. This is your pick. This is my pick. Have it's you a heard band of I'm oh, I've totally okay. heard of Jurassic Five, but yeah. I'm not overly familiar with them. I so introduce them. Jurassic Five is out of LA. Yeah. Um, they had a they they broke up. They had a good seven or eight year run. They broke big in the early aughts. <clears throat> this okay. is one of their big songs. Yeah, the song it's called Quality Control. It was actually used in uh, Made, the movie that John Favreau made with Vince Vaughn. Right, which I also enjoy immensely. But they use I, it as big a fan of swingers as I am. I've never seen Made. Made's better. Made's because they're so unlikable. <laughs> like in Swingers, okay. they're cool yeah. and you want to hang with them. Maybe, it seems like a hot dicks. take, but I don't know. It's a hot take. <laughs> uh, which is very funny because like when I moved here, I moved here right when Swingers was released. Mm-hmm. And I saw it here in LA and I was like, holy fuck, everyone does act like this. Yeah. Everyone looked like that. Everyone I knew had the chain with, and the, the bowling chain, shirts. Yeah, yep. And talk like that. It was real. That shit was real. I still kind of think that looks cool, even though I know it's way it's, dated. It's way dated, but it's yeah. a solid look. Yeah. It's a solid look. Swingers, like, uh, without giving away exactly where I live. Yeah. Mikey lives, and John Favreau actually lived in the building on the other side of the building. No shit. It all takes place yeah, around this right area. Here, yeah. Like they hung out at the 101 Cafe. Yes. They go to the Dresden. Yep. They all and Farrell right lived right there. That's fascinating. Yeah. That's amazing. So, and I loved Swingers since high school. And I moved to this neighborhood without realizing it was his neighborhood, but I would just start recognizing things. Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> Even great. when we used to drive to our old job, yeah. we would pass by that golf course. Where yeah. They, yeah. The Los Feliz Golf Course. Right. Where, played, yeah. yeah. The public course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just funny that he put in this song quality control 
into this movie made, but the movie made mostly takes place in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. the majority of it. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's just play a little quality control and I can talk about how I discovered Jurassic 5 because it's very L.A. centric. I love this song. And this is like the tail end of like, we're going to have like five or six guys in a rap group. And we're all going to rap. Yeah. It's that, you know, Wu-Tang Clang is still around. So and every track is a posse cut? Yeah, pretty much. And now let's do it together. She was like five Yeah, I miss rap groups. Yeah, it's great. I know. You need rap groups, man. More than two. Yeah. You know, but not anymore. It's the same reason why there's no like real R&B groups anymore. Yeah. It's like, not make more money. Everybody just features on everything. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, this is this is like my sweet spot of hip hop. This is the kind of my like early two thousands. Well, that kind of um, you know, this is like the second incarnation of like like if it had been ten years West. earlier, they would have been in native tongues. Yeah, this is like native tongues two point which yeah. I really enjoy. But I discovered them because I was in LA. LA has one of the best um, public radio stations, KCRW, which I'm a huge fan of. And and this show is still on. Kissinger has a show called Chocolate City um, every night from like 8 to 10. And it's hosted by a guy named Garth Trinidad. And he still does it. He's still big at KCRW. And he played this. And I was like, holy fuck, I love this. Was it like new at the time? Or how far back are we going? Brand new. This, is like, like, this was like 2000. He would play this. Yeah. And he was like, this was Jurassic Park. Quality control. And I was like, I went out and got the CD immediately. Yeah. Um, I just love it. And this video set in LA. You can tell it's late 90s, early 2000s because of like the high color saturation yeah. and the contrast of yep. it just has that look. Yeah, it has that look and they're they're walking the streets of LA. Yeah. I love the sing songy rap. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, I I wish I it still has that old school vibe but sounds. Yep. I wish they were a little bigger. Yeah, they I've always been vaguely aware. Of them. Yeah, they could have they could have broken a little bigger with that. Would have been cool. But yeah, uh, you know, like I, I don't know what happened <clears throat> to them individually. I do know that like I think around 2007 they broke up. And, yeah, I think they got back together. I don't think they do um, reunion tours. None of them like broke solo. None of them really broke solo. I would guess that. I think one of them or two of them probably producers. Earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> See? Uh, yeah, so I think one or, one or two of them might be a producer and produce some acts later. Yeah, they might... How I think of them is like one of those bands that like they're rappers rappers. Yeah, yeah. Like people in hip-hop love them even though they never broke big. super big commercially. Yeah. They're highly respected. Yeah, they're highly respected. Yes, they definitely like, are. Blackalicious. Yeah, yeah. Blackalicious is great. Yeah, or there's another actor. Well, I, yeah, I was thinking of them too, but I don't want to give away yeah. what we're going to see next. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how it was. And 
uh, Chocolate City Garth drew that pinkness all the time. Yeah. All the time. It has one of my, I don't know why, it has one of my favorite rap lyrics coming up. Uh, coming up right after this guy's spins. They've also got that vibe like De La Soul was like, we're just regular guys. Yeah, yeah. We're just, we're just guys. We're just hanging yeah. out. We're friends. We're hanging. Yeah, he has this rap call. Like, they're not trying to ball so hard. They're just wearing, like, T-shirts and shorts. They're dressed normal. They're jumping on a trampoline in the video, kind of like. Um, yeah, one of the guys has a lyric, you baby MCs drink Pedialyte. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a good guess. It's yeah. a good, good guess. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, Tribe Lyric when Fife says, too many candy wrappers seem to be at the top, and too much candy is no good, so now I'm closing the shop. Yes! <laughs> That's why it's like Native Tongues 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just it is. I mean, uh, Native Tongues is a pretty East Coast thing, but. Yeah, but you can kind of feel the influence here, and it's totally. And totally. just made it their own LA vibe. And that is uh, Jurassic 5. I don't know where they are in that video, but. And then there's this kid eating ice cream and it's all over his face and he's laughing. Also this, I don't know if this song was on one of these game soundtracks, but it reminds me of playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater in college. I want to say it was on either like one of those basketball ones or was it Grand Theft Auto maybe? Maybe. Maybe. I, I feel fairly confident that there was a different Jurassic 5 song on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. It might have just been a band that sounds like that. So uh, we're going back to me at 19. Brings you back to plan. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to go back to my thing now. Yep. Super Paisley Underground now. Not Paisley Underground adjacent. I would I would call the 3 o'clock the quintessential Paisley Underground. Wow. Band. And when we watch this video, if you remember, again, that Bangles video we yep. watched – this takes place – this was shot literally on the same exact set. Oh, OK. And just like the Bengals in their video for the real world, these guys are dressed in a real 60s look. Like Michael Corchio, the front man, he's got like those pointy Beatles boots and his, he's a little bit rough. His, his, his clothing is ruffled and oh, he's yeah. definitely going for a 60s look. I don't know if you'll like this. <laughs> I suspect you won't because it's real <laughs> power poppy. It's real kind of Beatles-y, birds okay. jangle pop. But to kind of temper your opinion of them, I want to uh, underline the fact that Prince loved this band. Okay. He signed them to Paisley Park Records. I did not know that and the shame that I didn't. This is the band that named the genre sort of tongue-in-cheek. They named it Paisley Underground, which is where Prince got the whole – because yeah. he loved the whole scene. Yeah. He wrote a song for the Bangles. Yep. He also wrote a song called Be- for these guys. I didn't know that. Called Neon Telephone. Do you know that song? No. There exists a demo of Prince doing Neon Telephone. It's better than the Three Fox <laughs> yeah. version. Of course. Um, but this is their song, I Go Wild. Okay. Which is, again, I, I don't know if you'll like it. This is so right up my alley. I love <laughs> this shit. You, uh, it's funny that like you are like... Knee deep in a very specific genre of music that lasted a very short time. Yes, and is unique to LA. Yeah, that really only broke out with one band that you would have never known was a part of that. Right, because when they got popular, their their sound wasn't really of that movie. It was just pop music. Right. Yeah. Um, But these guys are the quintessential uh, Paisley Underground band. And... Uh, yeah, let's just watch right. it. They're like the boy version of the Bangles. 
Oh my god. And this is not from the 60s. No, even though it looks like Austin Powers. (laughs) I mean, this is so lean and heavy on the 60s. Yeah. Wow. How is this not the 60s? (laughs) I I mean, how is this not? This is weird. I mean, they look, even like their bone structure is like <laughs> 60. Yeah, that's what the face of the underground was. Wow. Uh, I mean, I don't so hate good. it. So I, don't, I don't hate it. Yeah. Because, um, like, you know, it's, it's a version of pop music that I can appreciate. Yeah. It's just throwing me that this was in the 80s. This is like 82. I, I, I suspect they must have shot this the same day that the Bangles shot their video. Like, you would think. They probably yeah. rented the space and they were like, let's just both. We've yeah. got a certain number of hours. Let's, let's share it. Yeah, let's, let's cut the our cost. money and make videos. Wow. It's the exact same set. Anybody listening, go back. Go to musicraygun.com slash playlist. Go back to episode two. Yep. Watch the video for the Bangles doing the real world. It's the same video, but it's, with the Bangles. It's the same video, yeah. but I'm going to say it's a better song. The real world? Oh, yeah, I like that song. I, I, I like them equally. I really do. I love both songs. I mean, look at this fucking keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> it's from the 60s. That's unbelievable. Yeah, they're so I mean, good. I mean, I can see why Prince signed them yeah. and why he was into that. Another fun fact about them, their name was not originally the 3 o'clock. They had to change their original name for legal reasons because they originally called the Salvation Army. Oh, and then, that's a better name than yeah, the 3 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. But the three o'clock has more of that sort of sixties, like it does, because it reminds me of like the strawberry alarm. Oh, okay, you know, yeah. it's yep. got that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, the Salvation Army could be like any genre. That's true. The but three o'clock fits the sound. I okay, I could see that. I'd love to know what happened to these guys now. They are uh, they reunited a few years ago. I remember them doing not this song, but they were on Conan Orion show. Really? Yeah. But a few years ago, all the Paisley Underground bands did a reunion show across the street at the, um, what's the theater? Uh, the, the Fordham. Okay, yeah. Is that what it's called? The Fordham. The one on, uh... uh the one on Hollywood Boulevard. Can't remember what it's called. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I just can't remember. Yeah. And, uh, and after that, the 3 o'clock, like, released a Greatest Hits album and toured a little bit. Okay. And some shows with the Bangles. And, oh, that's cool. Uh, they haven't played in a couple years now, and I wonder if they're still together, if, they'll, if they're going to do anything else. But yeah. They did reunite for a little while there. That was bizarre because... Because of how much, like, how perfect a 60s yeah. throwback it is? Yeah. 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 It's, that's, it's crazy how good yeah. that was. Yeah. In sound and look. They in sound it. and look and yeah. feel and just, yeah, that was unbelievable. And, like, they were best friends with the Bengals. And, in fact, like, a bunch of guys from, the from you know, uh, like Michael Corchio from this band and Susanna Hoffs and one of the guys from the Dream Syndicate and one of the guys from Green on Reg all did, like, a Paisley Underground super group called Rainy Day. Oh, wow. And they put out one album of, I think it's all covers. Mm-hmm. And it's been out of print for so long and it's not on Spotify. You can listen to it on YouTube. Oh, okay. Uh, it's great. But uh, even though I don't have a record player and I don't buy vinyl, yep. anytime I end up 
at like Amoeba Music yep. or or Counterpoint or some okay. record store that sells vinyl. I always kind of check to see if maybe there's a oh, used copy of Rainy Day. Because you got to buy it. Yeah. You'd have to buy I'd it. I'd probably flip it because it's worth so much. But Yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, I love the whole Paisley. Yeah, you are, and, you are really knee deep in it. Well, I, partly because I feel like it. There's so much music from LA, and I don't like so much of it. But yeah. this is a this is a very specific segment of it that I really love. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, I was going to touch on that. Yeah, but let's listen to some more hip hop. Sure. What's the band that we wanted to mention as being adjacent to Jurassic Five? Dilated people. Dilated peoples. This is uh, this is the song I know the most. I think it's their best known song. I know more, <clears throat> and I have more Jurassic Five than I have Dilated Peoples. I only have the one album that has this song on it. I have the exact same experience with Dilated Peoples in that I'm aware of them. Mm-hmm. I know that they're highly respected. I know that they didn't, they weren't huge commercially. Yeah. I couldn't name one Dilated Peoples song. Yeah, ask me. Yeah, but this one <clears throat> is called what? Uh, Worst comes to worst, which yeah. is their uh, sampling uh, another rap song. Uh, I believe, which is Mob Deep. Okay. I think it's Mob. I'm almost positive it's Mob Deep. When's this from? This is from around the same time. This is around uh, the late 90s, early aughts. Okay. Uh, and I know that again because uh, KCRW, Garth Trinidad, Chocolate City. I meant to mention, uh, <clears throat> since you plug KCRW and KCRW yep. is great, I prefer a different LA station, which you asked me before how I know the little girls. How yeah. bet I know them from this. A lot of this shit I know. From KXLU, which is the college radio out of Loyola Marymount, is really indie radio. What is that station? What number? I think it's eighty-eight nine. Oh, okay, something like that. Okay. It's low on the dial. <clears throat> Real classic left of the dial yes. college radio. Yeah, um, and my uh, they have a show called Part Time Punks, uh, where they play a lot of uh, punk and underground stuff. Oh, okay, and they have a show called. She rocks every week, which is all uh, female acts. Oh, very cool! Which is a show I like. Um, and yeah, I bet I bet I heard the problems on KXLU. Probably, bet yeah, I did. Uh, but yeah, that's like one of the things where I talk about when I think about what I love about LA. A big part of it is also KCRW. Yeah, in in Chocolate City because there's so many bands and so many groups because of it that I've gotten into. And needless to say, anybody can listen to these or any other radio stations because it's all streaming online. Yeah. So check out KCRW on the internet and check out KXLU on the internet. Yes. One time I was driving to work and KXLU played Lightning Bolt, which made me Oh, my God. uh, KCRW, uh, Henry Rollins does a Sunday night show. Yes. Um, And if I'm in the car with the family, we'll listen to it just because we will listen to KCRW. And some of the stuff I I do, I uh, I this is Paul Music. This is it's Paul, Paul music. Yeah, I remember played. one time a few years ago, uh, Rollins for his show, Dinosaur Jr. had just put out a new album, uh, and the whole show he's like, "I'm just going to play this album." Yeah, this whole the whole show is just going to be me playing this. He's album. the best because uh, this past New Year's uh, he was on KCRW because uh, it came out on Sunday night. Yeah, and he you know he played disco. Sure. For like a full hour. He's like, I'm just going to play disco because it's New Year's. I like disco. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. He's he's an L.A. hero. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. I, I was thought maybe that you would – because you played some Henry Rollins. Was it Black Flag? 
Yeah, we well, we did TV party. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, you yeah. might would play some Black Flag for this episode, but I again, it's, it's it's a little too obvious. Like, <laughs> yeah, we all true. we all love Henry Rollins. Who doesn't love Henry Rollins? Henry Rollins? Who who am I going to expose to Henry Rollins? We, we are, we're already all on board. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yes. So this is Dilated People's worst comes to worst. Okay. Anything else you want to say about it before we start? No. Okay. Let's just listen to the jam. Oh, I know this song. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that hook is is uh, Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what I know. Yeah. <laughs> so again, yeah, like Jurassic Five, it's it's those guys. They're just casual. They're like they're like neighborhood guys. Yeah. You know, just, it's real lo-fi. And I just love it. Yeah, I know this. I just didn't know it by name. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think this was their big song. I would say I, I like this slightly more than the Jurassic Five. Song. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do like Jurassic a little more, but this is good, and it, it is to me. It also kind of falls into that it's a little edgier, a little harder than uh, Jurassic Five. But it, again, it's that two point Native Tones vibe. Yeah. Um, now these guys, they are still around. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Guru. It's a little. Uh, it's a little um, cameo. Guru from Gangsta. Oh, he's, he's okay. That guy right there is Guru. Um, he's he's a bit. He passed away. Yeah, I was gonna say. Didn't he die? Yeah, like he, died, he died like like five or six years ago. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Uh, and he's got a great acronym because he's Guru yeah. Gifts Unlimited Rhymes Universal <laughs> which I love Gangstar uh, I yes. love Guru you don't need the acronym forced acronym Guru <laughs> Guru is great That's you can just great. be called Guru you can be called Guru you don't have to have an acronym for it right. but um yeah, that was that was a, a little cameo. I do like that better than uh, total respect <laughs> of other people. Yes, yeah. to, total respect of other people sounds like something that would be like your teacher would put it on the bulletin board in second grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like to remember, kids, it. we gotta practice truth. Yeah, total respect of other people. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Guru is a little better, but yeah, uh, it's just good that cool that Guru made a little guest spot on this. Um, yeah, that hook. Yeah, that, that hook is hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just love it. It's like, it, it looks like they just got their friends. They went to the hills of uh, L.A. And now they're just hanging out. It's a party cut. Yeah, it's just a party cut. Yeah, it's a it's a great hook. But again, without like, not, not ostentatious. Like, they're not popping bottles. No, and, uh, no. It's like they're just an actual. It's like an actual realistic party. It's yeah, like backyard cooking. Exactly, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes me go. God, I can't believe this is like 15 years old. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I want to hang out at that party. I know. Didn't it look like fun? <laughs> it's real cash. I mean, look, there probably is a bunch of those parties going on right now, a couple miles away. But sure. we're not invited. <laughs> yeah, we're not cool enough. So we're doing this. So we're here. <laughs> we're here together, Paul. Yeah. It's our own party. Yeah, yeah. Just be a couple of middle-aged dudes making a podcast <laughs> instead. All? That's, That's like how party. we party. That's how we roll. <laughs> all right. Uh, this next thing uh, I have to set up. Yeah. Again, I'm I have to set up a business. couple of things. Okay. 
First, I have to set up the Runaways. Oh, okay. Yep. Runaways, yeah. very popular yeah. L.A. band. Yeah. I feel like I've been dancing around Joan Jett so much. We did an episode about Rebel Pop yep. Girls, and I didn't do Joan Jett. Yeah. I love Joan Jett. We're kind of going to touch on the Runaways, but we're not actually doing the Runaways. Yeah. But uh, one of the members of the Runaways is Sherry Curry. She was, okay, the, she yeah. was the lead singer. Yeah, yeah. She sings Cherry Bomb. She, yeah. She's the coolest. Yeah. She maybe didn't pop as big as Joan later did or even as, as much as Lita Ford did later. Yeah. But she was the front person for uh, for the band. Did you see that movie that came out? I didn't. No. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to. I, yeah. I just watched Runaway's videos instead. There you go. Uh, I don't need to see uh, Kristen Stewart, Stewart. <laughs> being less than Joan Jett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but after she left the Runaways, uh, Sherry started performing music with her identical twin sister, Mary. Oh. Huh. And they put out an album together, Sherry and Mary Curry. Okay. Called Messing with the Boys. No. Uh, and the title track is one of the singles that they did. So we're going to watch them do a TV performance of Messing with the Boys. That's one of the things I have to set up about yeah. this clip. Okay. The second thing I have to set up about this clip is making sure everyone listening is familiar with who Shana Na is. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with You're Shana familiar with Shana Na. I was like, I was a real little kid when they broke big. Sure. They were a 70s rock band that was a 50s throwback. That like was, Happy Days. Yes, that played at Woodstock. Yeah, they did. Which is weird. Uh, the most famous member is maybe Bowser, Bowser yep. immortalized in uh, the Hanukkah song <laughs> as being right, Jewish. Yeah. Bowser from Shana Na. Yeah. Uh, but they were these like they were like they were fifties greasers, yeah. but in the seventies, and they had their own variety show. Yep, that I used to watch. Yeah, and we're gonna watch it right now. Wait, because this, this is watching? this is Sherry Curry, Holy fucking shit, performing on the Shauna Na variety show with Shauna Na like acting like they're her band, so they're playing along because oh it's a lip sync. Oh my god! So even though they're LA, this is very New York. Shauna Na is like a New York yeah. band. And the set that they're performing on looks like early days Sesame Street. Yeah, it's like a rundown neighborhood, but it's a set. So it's Sherry and Mary Curry with Shanana as their band. Paul, quote this is fucking awesome. It is so awesome. We dude. used to watch as a family. We used to watch Shanana. Yeah, because it was one of those things in the seventies that was a variety show, like on a Saturday evening. Right. And we all watched it. And we'd like, oh, Shanana, they're funny. Look how Shanana's cool. Were. I like yeah. Shanana. They're yeah. great. And I've not thought or seen a Shanana variety show clip since yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. Well. Let's watch this clip, oh, which wow. is exactly that. The only sad thing is because it's a TV clip, they don't perform the whole song. They only do two minutes and that gets cut oh, Of course. Yeah. For a commercial or whatever. Wow. But, I mean, Sherry Curry is the hottest and then she has an identical twin sister and they're super cool and their band is Sha There's so much to unpack. Yeah. I just wish it was, it's, you know, it's somebody's VHS. Tape, yeah. So it doesn't look uh, sound. It adds to it. Yeah. Uh, every clip of mine uh, is like that. This is amazing. I, I don't remember this, but I remember the, the vibe of it. I can't tell which one's Sherry and which one's Marie, but because they're identical. Yeah, I mean, wow, Shannon, I was really clownish. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. 
Like they had like a, a wow. Well, they're corny, but they're good fun. Yeah, and they were legit. They played music and they sang. It's Bowser. Wow. <laughs> I love that they just have to be there. It's yeah. like how when any band would play Letterman, like, well, you have to play with Paul because <laughs> yeah. it's our show. That's our show, yeah. No, they had to be there. Yeah, I think you need you need Sean and all there. Other you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Because the song is not a 50s. No, it's not Sean and all. Yeah. And it is just, it's the album cut, and they're lip syncing to it. So yeah. Sean and all's not really playing at all. No, not at all. I mean, I, they're barely they're barely lip syncing to it. Yeah, like they're barely playing. Oh wow, this is and this fast. is also way poppier than the Runaways. Yeah, this is really like it's almost like a church song. I was just thinking that, and I'm yeah. surprised that this wasn't a bigger hit. This feels like this was not a hit. There was another uh, song from that called "Since You've Been Gone" that was a bigger hit. I think I might know that song, but I'm like this. This could have been the early '80s. Yeah. This is early. Like, I mean, this that's is 1980. What I'm saying is like this. Could, this should have been on the radio. Wow. That was. Oh my god. That was great. They should have just. They should have taken Shana on tour with them. Like I would have seen the shit out of that if I could have. Uh, that would have been <laughs> like so... Sherry Curry from the Runaways has an identical twin sister. They made an album together. And they're going to tour <laughs> with Shana. It's so <laughs> random. Yeah. You cannot really get more good. random. I'm so fucking excited for this next clip. <sighs> I'm, oh, I'm so glad. I, I figured you knew them. I love this band. Oh, and I want to yes. talk about them so I much. I have a lot to talk about of them. Uh, who is it? This is Climax. Yes. K-L-Y-M-A-X-X. Right. I can tell you exactly where and when I first became aware of this band. Okay. Was it this song or was it... It was... Meeting in the Ladies' ladies Room. This is a better song than Meeting in the Ladies' Room. It technically wasn't a song that made me aware of them. So much as a TV show. In 2003, it was called VH1 Bands Reunited. Wait, okay, hang on. You didn't know them until I did not. Oh, my God. I was only like 20 at the time. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, my God. They didn't cross my radar when I was a little boy. I watched that show. I know exactly. Some of it was terrible and some of it was really good. Mm -hmm. And the climax episode might have been the best one. That was great because they were not happy. They hate each other. Not happy. Still do today. Yep, I got a lot to say. So I bet we agree about this. Yeah. Uh, the members of Climax hate each other. Yes. Uh, all of them particularly hate one of them. Bernadette. No. Joyce? Cheryl. Yes. They all hate Cheryl because even though she was like sort of the lead singer and like had the best voice, she wasn't like the creative force behind the band. Yes, it was Bernadette and Joyce were the creative ones. That's right. Yeah. But after they sort of went on hiatus... Cheryl went. Cheryl Cooley yes, went her. off on her own yes. and toured as Climax without permission of the rest of yes. the band. So there was a lot of bitterness about that. Yes. Uh, so none of them liked her. And when they tried to reunite the band, I think eventually they sort of like she didn't perform with them because the rest of the band was like, no, we don't. Yeah, like they tried to make it work, and they were just like, no, get the fuck out. Yeah. Of here. Yeah. Um, 
But the the creative force behind the band is Bernadette Cooper. Yes. Who's the fucking best. She's a badass. Yes. She's fucking cool as shit. I was a little, I was like, 1% of me was like, what if Kirk thinks Cheryl Cooley is the jam? And like. I, no, my jam was uh, Joyce. Oh, is she? Joyce the, Irby. She's the bass. The bass player, Fenderella. Fenderella. Yes. Who had a solo album that I actually liked in, from like 89. Yeah. The, um, inter- the interesting thing about the band is. You know there are three current versions yes. of the band, which is like what? Yeah, how are there three current versions? Because they had a lot of hits, mm-hmm. but not that many hits to sustain three. Two separate big hits. hits that I know. Of. They had four. Uh, well, let's play because the song's a jam. Okay. Um, I just want to. <laughs> and first of all, I love electric drums. Yeah, everything about this is... This is... I love this song when it came out. And, and why, I don't think they're Prince associated at all. No, they? But it does have that sound to it. No, and they're actually... Which is actually... This is actually pretty awesome. They are a self-contained band. No one, like, came up with this. Right. They, they joined and, and did their own thing. And they're... If I'm remembering correctly, they're... They're, like, the biggest selling, like girl band yeah. that like formed on their own. Okay. Like an R&B, I should say. Sure, sure. Uh, but it's not like some producers like, okay, we're going to form a band like, you know, In Vogue or something like that. Right, right. Like, they weren't put together. They weren't put yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They formed on their own. So they had like four. It's said this, Meet in the Ladies Room, um, I Miss You, which is their ballad, which is terrible. Uh, they have a song from Running Scared, one of my favorite movies. Oh, really? Movies, All right. Called Man Size Love. Uh, and then, like, a couple of them left. And then in the 90s, they had one or two songs. One was called Good Love, mm-hmm. which sounds nothing like Climax. and sounds like Soul to Soul. Oh, okay. It sounds like British R&B. Is that all of them together? Or two is that like Cheryl Cooley it's and like, her band? Uh, no, like one or two left, but then the rest stayed, and they were still technically Climax. Okay. And then they all splintered. Yeah, I, I think the main song I know is Wait, Me and Me the Ladies. That's the one that they sort of like rehearsed to perform on Bands yes. Reunited. Which was a great show. Which, is, yeah, if people don't remember because it's uh, 15, yeah, 13, 14 or 14 years ago. Yeah. Is every episode they put like some band from the 80s back together. And sometimes they could get them. It took them a little would... coaxing because a lot of these bands split acrimoniously yeah. and there yeah. was like a lot of static. Yeah, like the Thompson Tomb one was staticky. The Berlin one was really interesting because. Yeah. There wasn't that much static, but the two leaders of that band had been a couple. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's also how, because at that point I'd only known "Take My Breath Away," but the song they did was "The Metro," which, is which I didn't know before. Yeah, it's a way better song. Yeah, take oh, my we're songs. getting off track. There. Yeah. <laughs> we got. Let's go back to climax. I just paused it because I wanted like Bernadette would do these like spoken bits uh, yeah. that are the the coolest. She, her second one's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my favorite. Here's my favorite lyric coming up soon with this one. Okay, here's coming. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> I was at home. That's a that's a Prince lyric. I was at home feeling sleazy, so I, I went, went down, down to, to the, the speakeasy. speakeasy. Oh, I fucking love that. She's so. She's so fucking hot. I love she's her. So she's fucking, so cool. Yeah. She's so like tough and like, oh my God. Yeah. I remember as a kid, because I must have been like 13 or 14. I was like, wow, she's like tough, scary. Yeah. Like, don't, like, I'm don't afraid of you, but also extremely attracted yes. to you. Yes. 
if you had like we know that there are three versions of the band, yeah, they have to call themselves like like Climax Presents Bernadette yes. Peters, Climax, Climax featuring, featuring yeah. Cheryl Cooley. Yeah. But if you had to pick, you'd go see the Fenderella version. I would probably go see the Fenderella version because she might play some of her solo stuff. Okay, um, all right. She I has, picked the Bernadette Cooper. Uh, I think Bernadette Cooper is the originator of Climax. Yes. She's the one that came up Which with Which is it. why she hates Cheryl Cooley. Yes. So <laughs> Joyce came a little bit after, but she's an accomplished bassist, yeah. and I'm a fan of that. And her her uh, solo album, she has a song called Hey Mr. DJ with yeah. a guest spot uh, with Dougie Fresh. Yes. Dougie Fresh. I'm, I'm, I know this. That's a great yes. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the best parallel I can think of is the Beach Boys, where Bernadette is Brian Wilson. Yeah. And Cheryl Cooley's fucking Mike Love. Yeah. And you don't go, don't go see the yeah, Mike no. Love no, version of that. the Beach Boys. No. He's, yeah, no. That's, that's a great that's the bullshit ass version. That is a great fucking comparison. The real version mm-hmm. is, is Bernadette. Bernadette. I can see that, yeah. And yeah. I guess the the uh, Fenderella version is like maybe if Carl had gone off on his <laughs> own, you'd be like, you'd be like, okay, I'm not mad at it. I'm mad at it's it. like I I like Carl and he's it's Brian's fun. brother. And it's cool. It's not it's not the fucking Brand X. Yeah. <laughs> so badass. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, I don't even think we said the name of the song. It's the men, the men all cost. Yeah. yeah, when they walk into the room. Oh my god, I remember seeing this as a kid going, "This is so cool." Yeah. And uh, oh god, so good. I'll bring this up, which ties it all together. Um, Bernadette and Joyce later became pretty big R&B producers and helped produce some of Truth's work. Oh! Which I was like, oh, that's so great! Yeah. Yeah. So it's all circular. That's Cheryl Cool. That's... And look, even though she did them dirty, she sounds great and she looks great. Yeah. No, that's Joyce. Oh, that's Joyce. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, Cheryl, I think, is... Cheryl does get a verse, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's Cheryl. Oh, okay. That's Cheryl. But the one girl singing now is definitely Joyce. I love that there. Uh, this scene takes place in like an In and Out or a Fat Burger. <laughs> and they name yes. drop Fat Burger yeah. in the lyrics. Yeah. Which is a super LA thing. Yeah, oh god, yeah. In and Out is bullshit, I think, but Fat Burger is awesome. Wow, that is a hot take, Paul. I don't think it's that hot a take, man. I think. I. I. This might be the last podcast we do <laughs> fucking over burgers because <laughs> fat burgers win. The only problem with fat burgers is too expensive. Fat, yeah, I'm a bigger fan of In and Out. Yeah. Fat Burger uh, is only good because it got name dropped by Q. Sure, but even that was after way before yeah, Climax way after this. It. Yeah, Climax uh, did it first. The burgers at In and Out are really, really good. Not great. The fries are terrible. I'm not going to... I can't. I love that. She's just so cool. <laughs> she's like... Too good for I, I'm going to make a big statement here. Okay. And you may Bigger than the Fat Burger statement, which I I've already think, I, think, I think it's a more offensive okay. bigger statement. She's, she's more Prince than any protege Prince ever had. She, like... 
She's got that attitude so naturally. I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm trying to rack my brain of anybody that... Because anybody else that was a prince protege was doing the prince going, you do this. Yeah, he's the puppet master. Infinity is awesome, but... He's telling her how to act. Yes. Yeah, and Apollonia was straight up. Bernadette, yeah, Cooper... Is her own yeah. fucking woman, and yep. that's how she just is. You are 100% right on that. Yeah. I she didn't have to be coached to be like this. Yes. I'm going to forgive you on the fat burger because what you said was right. <laughs> yes. 100%. So that's Cheryl. That's okay. Joyce. Bernadette. All right. All right. Yeah. And then I don't remember the keyboard player. I don't remember the, yeah. And Bernadette did all the drum programming. And, yeah. This is like the guitar from Kiss. Yeah, like, I this mean, is so this is such a Prince song. Yeah. Oh, they're so cool. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was a big fan of this song yeah. more than meeting the ladies' room. Man Size Love is a, a poppy song, but I like it because it's from Running Scared. This this is a cooler song. This than is a cooler the song, and this is their first single. Yeah, and I don't think it ever got as funkier or as Prince-like as that. Yeah, I would say that's accurate. Yeah, this was almost like an outlier. Yeah, it's this is a, this is one of those things. Was like, I could go see Bernadette Cooper now and have a great time, but like, I just wish I could go back in time and see yeah. climax. Yeah, in nineteen eighty eight, just like at there. Yeah, this was like maybe eighty five. Was I it think. that early? Yeah, wow. yeah. Okay, because uh, it was before. Yeah, it was probably about eighty four, eighty five. Yeah, because uh, Running Scared came out like eighty six or something. And so, this is yeah. before that. Yeah, oh, I'm so glad you liked it. Oh, dude, I love climax. Oh, they're so good. K L Y M A X X X. Later on, they had an album titled "To the Max," <laughs> which is great with two X's and yep. Max, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, it has to be. Yeah, we have one clip left. I saw this, and I'm very interested about it. Uh, do you know it? I know the. Woman. I know. I know. Yes. You know who we're. Going I to didn't know about. that she. This came is out maybe with the it. single most Los Angeles person who's ever existed. Yes, I didn't know her that she did a, a video or something. Yeah, because Angeline <laughs> is is famous for being famous. Yes. That's what how people describe her all the time. Yes, if people don't know, Angeline is this busty blonde. Kind of bimboy Barbie yep. person that who's famous for having billboards around LA yep. showing her and like having a phone number to call for her, I guess, yep. and driving her pink Corvettes around LA, which you could for decades. Yeah, since I've been here, I've I've seen her. Yes, yep. and the thing is, literally, what she does all day because there's so many sightings. Yeah. Um. So and she's famous for being famous for just sort of being an LA figure and doing that. And I think people think like. She never actually did anything creative. Yeah. Guess what, buddy? She's a pop star. Guys, guess what? She's an artist. Yeah. Before she became Angelina, I think she appeared in a couple movies. Mm. Um, but this is a pop song of hers from around 85. Oh, wow. Called My List. Don't know anything it's, of it. It's really good. Are you serious? Yes. I I, I like this a lot and not ironic. I was about to say, in an unironic way, you enjoy this. I unironically enjoy this. She's very, she very much embodies, you know, she's got that sort of like 
baby girl voice that yeah. you think she'd have. Yes. And, uh, you know, the tits and the blonde hair yes. and everything. It's like, it was like kind of a Santa baby thing, but real new wave and like kind of on point. Oh, okay. So this All is right. her song, My List. Yeah. And I always like fantasize, like if I ever saw her at Gelson's or something, I'd be like, my list. My list. I, I, I'm a real fan. I like the, the songs. She would fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> she would fucking love that. So this is Angeline's My List. I'm interested to see what she looks like in 1985. It's, it's the way she looks on the billboards. I mean, she's in her 60s. She's way old, yeah. But the billboards should still have her, like, from 30 years ago. It's also a little, I mean, she's quote-unquote sexy, but also creepy. She's very awkward and uncomfortable. Yes. Look at the backing band. That's, right? Uh, <laughs> see, now, I'm enjoying this ironic. <laughs> uh, as a, as a, again, as a time capsule to 1985, which I'm like, okay, it's that's definitely great. a time capsule. Yeah. She does, like, she has not changed her image at all. No. At all. Like, that hair is the exact same. Right. But now she's pushing 70. It's not an age-appropriate look. It's not. What is she going to do? Change it? Yeah. It's Angeline. I mean, she's dialed into this look. She's keeping it. No, I'm 100%. I love Angeline. I love everything she stands for. Oh, my God. It's also there was a thing a few months ago where, after decades of mystery, someone finally uncovered her real identity. No. Did you read about no. that? No. They found, like, her old high school yearbook and said, this is her name, this is where she's from. And I was, like, a, a lot of people, including myself, were like, fuck you. Yeah. Why, why would you want to take away the mystery? Yeah. This is, it's all she's got. She, like, she doesn't want you to, and, yeah. and we don't want you to. <laughs> like, yeah. Let her have her thing. Let her have her, let her be that part of L.A. Yeah. That she represents. Yeah. Because she does. I mean, she is very L.A. Oh, yeah. This, this video, that her look, her eyes are disconcerting. She's weird. Yes. But, I mean... She, but I like this song. <laughs> yeah, you like the, Like, she embodies L.A., man. She came from, it doesn't matter where, yeah. she moved here, yeah. changed her image, changed who she was, became who she wanted to be. Yeah. It's all surface level. Yeah. It's perfectly L.A. But she did it. Yep. She did it, and she didn't leave. She, she stuck it out. <laughs> you know? Because, yeah, I guess there's I also tough. love the lyric... The, the song is called My List because if anyone didn't hear the chords, I always keep a list of all the guys I kiss. And then <laughs> the verses are talking about different guys and their attributes. But there's one part where she says uh, something, something. How Like I always keep a list of all the boys and how they kiss and if they're men or something like that. Which I'm like, oh, it's a little bit of That's, gender bending. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I like, I like it. You. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> how they kiss and if they're men. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, Jen. All comers for Angelina. Yeah, she's open to it all. I remember the, I've seen her in those glasses. All up and down Sunset. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. I 
would have listened to this. Like, oh not even God. seeing her or watching it, but I would listen to this. I in my don't car. think I would, but this video is amazing. Yeah. This video is everything about LA. Yep. Pretty low budget. Yeah. All about her. Kind of, yeah, it's weird, but I like her a lot. No, that was a good one. <laughs> I, I had no idea she had. And she, the billboards went away for a while. Mm-hmm. And then in the fall, she put one back up uh, right over the 7-Eleven on Cahuenga, oh, which I yeah. get to drive past on my way to my new job. And it was like, every morning it was like going to church. Because <laughs> like Especially because there's a stoplight there. Yeah. If I would catch a red, I would always hope for a red it's light. So one time in LA, I could just wait at the red light and bam, there's the billboard <laughs> right there. And I just look at it and be like, amen. Hey. She's yeah. your, she, we discovered she's your shaman. Yes, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She is to me now what Jim Morrison was to me when I was 15. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you moved to LA, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So she's the most LA thing, so I oh, saved her yeah. for last. No, that was a perfect way to end it. Yeah. But that means that's it for this episode of Music Raygun. So thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener to Music Raygun, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you prefer. You can find us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where we're at Music Raygun. We're also on Instagram as at Music Raygun Podcast. And you can always send an email to musicraygun at gmail.com. So I'm Paul Ciampanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. Until next time, see ya! See ya.